listen in. Thanks for doing just that. Music. Music has some sort of magical, maybe mystical thing happening. Mystical. mystical. And it couldn't be more sucked in. I love it. I love it. You see, I want to live life better, unless I'm in some sort of funk and all I want to do is wallow. Songs, artists, musicians, lyrics, they help me in all sides of life. They're like lifts in my shoes. I walk a little taller, my shoulders are on my back. Yeah. Bring on life. Bring it completely on. Bring on life. So I'm full of questions and I listen in. Luckily, or hopefully, I travel with a recorder and open SM58 microphones. You've got questions. You've got questions. I've got more. I'm Frank Jenks. I began listening in with a syndicated radio program, interspersing conversation pieces with songs and subject matter. And now, I just want to offer this fullness, the greatness, the insight directly from rock stars to you this way. So my, the first thing I was thinking as I've gone through, you know, your music for the past, I'd say, few years, is when, when do you think you start getting the inkling that I, you needed to get happy? Uh, that I needed to get happy. Yeah, I don't think I necessarily think that I, I found a part where I was like, I need to get happy. Mm-hmm. It was I was just in a really dark place with drugs and alcohol. Yeah, and so and it was no longer an experimenting thing for me. It was I can't go without it. Uh-huh. You know, it got really bad. And yeah. and every time I tried to to stop doing it on my own, I couldn't. You know, uh, and that was for like ten years straight. Just I just couldn't do it. So it was when when I finally went and got help for it, and and I started noticing that all the symptoms of my depression and anxiety and and sadness in the world were starting to slip away, and I was starting to enjoy little things in life. Um, starting then every more day I stayed sober, I started to enjoy life more and more and more and more, and then I was like, holy shit. Life is really good, and it's quite amazing if I just let it be, and I don't get in the way of it. So it wasn't necessarily that I tried to find happiness. as happiness found me once I stopped destroying myself. Mm. And then I really embraced it, like I embraced the darkness before. And um, I started writing about how colorful the world can be, just like I wrote about the blues and grays back in the past. Mm. And um, it, it, was, it was so amazing. Now I, it takes a lot for me to get in a bad mood. Mm. Like it takes a lot for me to get upset. So was it a fight back then? Was it a mother friggin' fight that you had to? Because you said for ten years you were more than ten, but I'm just. It wasn't necessarily a fight. It was just that that's who I just was, and I just oh. over medicated myself and um, drank. So you didn't dislike yourself per se. I mean, I didn't at first, but once I started noticing I was ruining relationships and and I couldn't ever get happy, and I always ended up with the same negative people in my life in the same negative situations I just would just it was so weird because you find yourself complaining about life because it's so easy to be in a bad mood it's so easy to be in a bad mood and it's so easy to be unhappy so easy to write sad songs but what's really amazing is when you find out that Santa Claus is real and so (laughs) is the Easter Bunny and so are innocence and so are Romance, and so is taking a walk with someone and just holding their hand and talking to them as the stars are at night, and you're really enjoying it, and embracing it. It's a it's a pure feeling, and 
I really believe that we're on earth to be happy, joyous, and free. It's just us as humans fuck it up with all our drama. And um, I was stuck in that whole drama thing. So, yeah. you know, that's where so, I was. And so, so does the darkness try to creep in every day or does it not now does it it still exists out there right oh yeah but does it does it feel like you need to you know get after it have an exorcism every day for it no (laughs) no i mean of course i still wake up going oh god oh god oh god it's just now i know it's just my mind playing tricks on me and you just get outside if i were to sit in this bus all day and lay in my bunk hell yeah i'd be sad right I have to get out like I got out today and walked three miles and yeah. went and got a haircut, had lunch by myself and sat in the sun and looked yeah. at some art pieces and came back here and yeah. heard I had an interview. And I was like, I am grateful. Yeah. Why? Because someone actually wants to talk to me. <laughs> because there could be where nobody shows up to your shows. Yeah, right. Could be nobody gives a damn about your music. Right. But people actually like it. So yeah. I choose to live in, in gratitude instead of what can I get out of the world? It's what. What can I, what can I see and what what miracles can I find today? I choose to live in that area, you know. And of course, there's still darkness. I mean, look at the world around us. Yeah. You know, but I, but I choose to not feed into that, and I choose to do the next right thing. And by doing the next right thing, in every aspect of my life, it always seems to open up and show me light. So, did somebody have to give you um, technique? to find gratitude and to stay in a gracious place hell yeah 90 days in a freaking rehab will do it for you you know but um but it was really when i when i let go and and started believing in a higher power and when i started realizing that there is something bigger out there and there is something and that i truly believe everything happens for a reason and you set your dominoes up the way you set your dominoes up you know, and um, they fall how you let them fall, or they can stand perfectly still. Yeah. Um, just like someone had to teach me how to do drugs, someone taught to teach me how to get sober. Right. And then once I got sober, you can either be a mean, sober guy that hates life because he can't drink and use anymore, or you can be a guy that's like, wow, I'm going to go out there every day and do what I can to bring the, the good out. You know, um, whether or not that's listening to someone else or. Or um, just being silent and still and being comfortable in that. Yeah. It's almost like I'm teaching my two-year-old how to sleep in his own bed right now, right? Right. That little two-year-old, he cried the first night, all fucking night, right? Screaming for mommy. Mom, I had to text mommy in the other room saying, don't you dare come in here. You know, the next night, it was only about four hours. Next night, it was about two hours. Next night, it was about one hour. And now he's just getting to the point where he's comfortable in his own stillness. You know, I had to redo that for myself. You know, I always needed something to fuel that that static electricity in my brain. But now I'm okay with just sitting in the sun for lunch by myself for two hours, not saying a thing, maybe listening to Dave Brubeck jazz and just going, this is nice. You know, I truly believe that. Sometimes I got to turn the phone off, turn all the static off and just be comfortable in myself because until I can get this right I can't really enjoy life right you know is that we is that what is that where people are though do they get stuck in that place and and then hopelessness takes over if not cynicism and all of a sudden because you know you I'm sure you look out every night and you see you can see a face that goes they're just I'll say I'll say lost but maybe that may not be the right word they just haven't found their I mean I can't speak for other people but for me it was definitely yeah 
it's so easy to sit in your own shit. Yeah. It is so easy to sit in your own shit, but the longer you do it, the more you stink, you know? Yeah. And you start attracting negative people. I mean, I can't tell you how much the spiral of negativity can hit you. In the morning, your Uber driver's late. Ah, there it is. Darn it. You get in and the Uber driver smells bad. Oh, God, this is going to suck. You're late to the airport, but you still make your flight. But you're just pissed because that fucking Uber driver on the way over. And then your fucking biscuit's cold. Oh, God, I'm going to let that fuck with me. And then you get a middle seat. Oh, fuck. You know, or then you get off the plane and, and you make it to your city, but you're tired. And, oh, my God, you're out of cigarettes. Oh, yeah. These little things can stack up and you can choose to let them push your dominoes down. Or you can go, hey. I got the solution. Yeah. I ended up at the airport on time. I didn't right. have to drive. I got there safely. I'm alive. Right. I met this sweet person that was next to me. You know what I'm saying? And right. then I landed on time. And now I'm right. going to my uh, hotel. And then I'm going to, at the end of the night, I'm going to say thank you for another day alive. Yeah. Because you can choose to be pissed at the Uber driver and the biscuit that was cold. Or you can look at the person next to you that might be sitting there and, and think, wow, this, and get to know them. Or, or, choose the fact that you can just sit in stillness again and get to your flight okay and you're you're, you're alive you know so when you write a song now is it is it different than when you wrote it 15 and in more years ago yeah. that you now is it a point that you want to encourage and enlighten no is that a, it, is that a fair question it's a craft now it's like a, a, I actually if it's like if I was a construction guy or I build a house the correct way I, I don't build it by just closing my eyes, smoking a big joint, and going, all right, I'm going to start nailing shit together. <laughs> there were some cool houses built when I was high, you know? Uh, but they only were right for one neighborhood, you know? Mm. I like to build songs these days that'll touch everyone, even the people in the dark neighborhoods, you know? Mm. Mm. Um, so I, I, I find a subject, I study the subject, I write it and I find a really beautiful melody that's a hook and then I find the overall thesis and put it in the chorus and make it hooky, make it simple mm -hmm. um, and then bring them home with a bridge that'll make them think about everything I just sang and then hit them with the chorus again and do it in under three minutes and 30 seconds and make it memorable. Um, make it, uh, music is a memory. You're yeah. implanting memories into people's heads. Right. You know, just like when you smell burning leaves. You think about maybe Christmas or you think about when your grandpa had you when you were a kid and, you, right. and was out back. You know, that's what music does for you. Now, what kind of memory do you want to make for people? Because if you make a really depressing one, people are probably going to go, I don't need that in my life. And you're only going to sell to this neighborhood over here. But if you make a positive reinforcement where you touch on the negative and then show how you got out of it. It's more inspirational. It's more motivational. But for when me. you were a kid, didn't don't you think a lot of the stuff? I don't even know what you're listening to. Yeah. But I guess I think a lot of the stuff in the I'll say early '90s through maybe something most of the '90s. It's a lot of depressing stuff out there Man, that was super up, huge. I grew up. You're making a good point. Me and Paul here. We grew up on the Smiths and the Cure. Yeah. Two of the most depressing bands in the world, but they were romantic. That's the difference about it. They weren't just the saddest chords in the world with the saddest lyrics. They were the most beautiful music that if you took the lyrics out, you could go make out with your girlfriend and think that you just had a magic scene in a movie. And then they put these beautiful words in it that you just connect with. Some of them really fucking sad. Some of them really sad. But, and it, uh, 
but there's something so romantic about it. It's like watching a beautiful love story, you know, like The Notebook. You ever seen The Notebook? Oh, yeah. Mm, yep, yep. You watch The Notebook. That's a sad fucking movie. Right. But there's something bigger than it being just sad. Right. There's a story there. There's a, there's, it's real. It's, yeah. it's life. The Cure, Peter Gabriel, The Smiths, top three bands, top three people right. of my life. Yeah. And they're the saddest, most beautiful songwriters ever. Mm-hmm. You know, um, could you imagine Morrissey if he found inner peace and and bliss and wanted to go write about it? I bet it would be outstanding. You know, or Robert Smith if he had just as much passion about how beautiful life is as he was singing to Elise in a letter to Elise or love song. However mm-hmm. far away, I will always love you. That's a positive song, right. you know. But it's just there's some something somewhat romantic about it. That's what I got hooked on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please, 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 let me get what I want this time. Come on, that's the name of a song, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> but it's gorgeous. You know, it's gorgeous. So, do you see a trajectory from your lyrics to where you are now? Do you see that trajectory of how you were searching oh, yeah. in in that path? And do you go back and see those lyrics and go, "That's just where I was, and that's how I got here." Yeah, and you're and you're and then you're gracious about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, grateful if those are, if those Great, are interchangeable. Grateful for "Hate Me," that song "Hate Me." Right. It's probably the one of the saddest songs I've ever written, but it's so real. Yeah, it was so real, and I needed to get that out. And I'm so glad I didn't just go. I'm really sad, and I'm sitting here, and my girl left me last week. You know, I'm sad today. I'm glad it was like I'm. Um, there's cockroaches in my head, leaving babies in my bed, weird stuff like that. But there's something so positive about the music and so uplifting about the music. And it's like when you listen to Peter Gabriel, Don't Give Up with yeah. Kate Bush. You ever heard that song? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Come on. So, you know. So incredible. Don't Hits me in the my soul. Because you have friends. Yeah. I know it. I mean, look, I got chills right now. Don't give up because you're not beaten yet. But his whole words are, I'm gonna walk out of here, I can't take anymore. Gonna stand on that bridge, keep my eyes down below. Whatever may come and whatever may go, bad rivers flowing. Woo! I mean, look at that. I know. That's the beauty of music. But then Kate Bush comes in and goes, hey, don't give up. That's the power of music. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I just love that. But then you look at, some of the darkest stuff. I wrote a whole album about my divorce and custody right, battle. Right. I can't even listen to that album anymore. Yeah. But I would never not put it out. Right. It was a dark time. Yeah, and there, I think there's something. Is it medicinal? I'll say. Oh yeah. But it's certainly it's certainly some. If somebody else is going through that, it helps them move I can't through tell that. You how many men have come up to me and gone, yeah. that album? Oh my god, we're going. You know. Yeah. But I can't listen to it. Right. I don't want my daughter to hear it. Right. You know, right. but I was in a dark time and I had to write it. And I think that that's what good art it is. is. Documentaries made from a dark place. Yeah. Um, and then you have your first album that we've released, Sway, after I got sober. Yeah. And the song Fear. Yeah. Changed my life. Changed my life. You know, changed that my song, life. When I heard it. Yeah. That's I didn't know I could write it. I actually, that was my first, my first I'll tell you this since you're looking for some sort of God still. Yeah. That was my first confirmation that there was a God above us is when I went outside and I said, okay, I just got out of rehab and they've taught me that you're up there. I remember being in Nashville writing with Chris Kipp 
uh, no, Christopher, I'll get you the name. Um, and he writes songs for like um, all these country huge artists. And Keith I'm Urban's going, of the world, yeah. Yes, that's yeah. who he writes for. Okay. And I'm thinking, I want to, uh, they taught me to, to share my art with other people and to learn from other people. And, and I'm going to go write with this guy. And I was nervous as fuck because I'm sitting here three months sober, wearing my keychain around my neck. So everybody knows, don't offer me a drink or a drug. I'm going and I'm sitting there and he goes, so what do you want to write about? And I go, I don't know. I'm just three months sober. Blue Miller was his name. Okay. Great guy. And um, and he goes, uh, hold on. Yep. You gonna shut the door? Yeah. And um, and I remember showing him the music that I had the whole time, and uh, and he go, "What do you want to write about?" I was like, "I want to write about I don't know. Let's just talk." And so I remember going outside, smoking a cigarette, and looking up at the sky and saying, "If you're up there, like they say you are, and like they told me I had to find you to stay sober. If you're really up there, prove it. Prove it. <laughs> Come down into my life and help me write this song, my first song that I've written sober." I'm not going to have a joint. I'm not going to have a glass of wine. I'm not going to have a meth pipe. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do this sober. Please. I was scared as fuck. It's the first song. Went back in and two hours later, fear was written. And I was like, I called my wife in tears going, it's real. It's real. She's like, what's real? It's like, God is real. You know what I'm saying? And That's I'm not awesome. some Bible beater. Right. But I know and I don't have to prove it or make you believe or I know what's right for me. And every day I say thank you for another day. And every night I say thank you. But fear was when I knew I can do this and I can do this really good. So let's keep doing it. You know? Yeah. I, I guess, that, I guess there's such a huge thing for me when I, and I probably recognized it before the song for me in my life. Okay. When I recognized fear was helping me make too many decisions in my life. It's true. But before that, I was thinking, well, I got to take control. I got to have control. You know, yeah, I got to totally. be this man and all this kind yeah. of stuff until I figured out, oh, yeah, there's this little thing called fear inside me. It's insecurities and yeah. your Jealousy and fear. and all this. Oh. Yeah, resentment. Gross. All that stuff. Yeah. So when you put it so simply there, that's I guess maybe that's what makes it such a fantastic thing that hits somebody in the middle of their chest. Yeah. You know? I was so desperate. I'll just tell you this. I was so desperate to find this higher power when I was in rehab, right? Yeah. Because they said I wouldn't stay sober unless I found it, yeah. right? So I was like on day 75 in a halfway house with 12, uh, 12 older men, and I walked outside. And I'll just tell you this short story of it all, but I'm yelling at the sky going, if you're real, come into my life. Show me something. Show me something. And this freaking bee kept flying around me, right? And I was kept flying, uh-uh. And I'm just sitting there yelling, ignoring this freaking bee the whole time. And I didn't understand it. I was like, maybe I'm just stupid. I, I, I see all these people letting him into your life. And I, is it supposed to be like this warm feeling when it comes into your life? How's it supposed to be? Everybody told me it's going to feel like, oh, like you're floating. And I'm like, you're full of shit. All of you are full of shit. And this bee, meanwhile, is still flying around me, flying around. And I'm like, show me something. And I look over at this bee. And this bee is dancing on top of a, a big bee killer can, right? Like a raid can. Just dancing on it. And it says bee killer on it. And I'm going, what the fuck is wrong with you? But meanwhile, I'm going, well, just show me something. Show me you're real. And all of a sudden, I see this bee starting to lick the top. Uh -oh. Lick the top. And then I go, you know what's crazy, bee? You've seen thousands of your fucking friends die from that shit, but yet you still want to get inside of there. And all of a sudden, it goes, I'm in a rehab. I've seen thousands of my friends die from shit, but I still want to use again. And it was like, Poof. and this warmth came over me. And I swear to God... It had to be 
told to me that way. It had to be shown to me that way. So ever since I met that fucking bee, my whole life is that simple, dude. It's that simple. Life is good. And if you meet anybody that's negative, that's fucking your vibe up, pray for them, move the fuck on. Mm. That's it. Mm. And that's it. And do the next right thing. Even if that means put the toilet seat down after your wife, after you pee, so your wife's perfect ass doesn't fall into it. That's that's doing the next right thing. <laughs> and if you do the next right things on the small things, right. big things, I haven't lied to anyone in six years and two months. It's awesome. Yeah. That's the only way to live, isn't it? Yeah. You, you have, have to, to cover your ass, do you? Yeah, I don't. No, no. And if you don't like me, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I'm right. still going to watch Forensic Files at the end of the night and go to bed and be happy. Right. I love Forensic Files. I guess the thing that I learned somewhere down the truth about truth is it does truly set you free. All these cliches are real, right? Yeah. But I didn't have to. I don't know. I guess I didn't have to backpedal on something. You don't have to Even prove it was it. Some simple. Like I didn't eat that apple. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, it's like why am I covering my ass for an apple? Yeah. You don't have to prove yourself to anybody. Yeah, man. It's but and it was. I tell you, once you show people your real self, you'll know who your real friends are. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about things we don't know about off the same record. Things we don't know about? Um, I wrote that um, for, that was the first time um, I really wrote about kids, you know, um, what they might see and um, the things that they don't know about yet. That's why I said, sit up on my lap. Are you ready for bed? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's things you don't know about, you know. I like that song. When I first heard the song from Lenny Kravitz called Let Love Rule, I, oh, yeah. now I think about that. Again, those three simple words, right? Yeah. If we just let that happen. and I, It's really simple. It's really simple. Just like you said, if you just let that happen, man, Yeah. your life's so much easier, bro. Well, and I'll, I'm going to stay on the same record if yeah, that's okay, cool. right? With Put It In. Yeah. Is that is that a song about realizing it's really up to you? Yeah. It's really up to you. And if you want to... If you want to do it, put your dick in yeah. it, dude. Put yeah. your balls in it. Don't fucking play just the tip. Put your fucking balls in fucking life and go with it. I love the line, I never yeah. knew my life could be remarkable. I never knew my life could be remarkable. No wonder why they play just the tip. Yeah, you never heard that. that one, did you? It's good. It's about just playing with life, just sticking it in and not really fucking it. You know? Sorry for my language. Yeah, I think that's from scripture somewhere, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a Christian-based thing? <laughs> exactly. Is it? I don't know. Okay, good. Thing. I'm sitting here talking about fucking life in the ass, and I'm just like, oh my God. Okay, sorry, sorry. Have you, done, have you done Christian interviews? Yeah. Have you really? Yeah. They tell me to watch my mouth. I'm sure they do, but... Yeah. Uh, I've done I'm, churches. Awesome. They want me to tell my testimony, and it's, it's really nice. I don't, do you go to church? Yeah, I go to church with yeah. my wife whenever I'm in town. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, you know, I've, I've stopped going to church because I, I don't think I'm any closer to God now than I'm sitting in church. I go to church for meditation and peace. Yeah. I went to church to help my kids learn about God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That really helped a lot because I can't explain it. And, yeah. it. and there's some organization part about religion. Yeah. About God that helps you kind of go, oh, okay. This is how I'm And then yeah. I think later on, my kids who are now in their 20s can go out and decide. Yeah. Where's God fit and what is God and all that kind of stuff. You know what's so. crazy is when I was in rehab that we didn't have TVs and stuff. So we just had books. And there was a coloring book that someone put next to my bed. And it was called Bible for Kids. And it was the story of the Bible in a coloring book. And that's how I got reintroduced to the Bible. was a freaking coloring book. And then that B. That's how stupid I had made my brain. 
that God had to take it down that level to get me back interested. Yeah. When you were telling the bee story, I was thinking about how much time I've spent outside. And I I mean, I grew up in the country and around farms, not on a farm or anything, but I would spend so much time outside alone. And I almost feel like you can get in my way for me to find what life is supposed to be about. Yeah. And, but when it's just you and the bee, there's there's nobody else to go to explain to you what that bee really means. All of a sudden it hits you because nobody had to explain to you what it meant. And really yeah. interfere with what was going to happen when you're screaming out for for all the yeah. the proof in the world and it turns out there's a bee that was proof because if know, somebody so. else would have been there they would have doubted it and i would yeah. have listened yeah and, and they would and they could have taken your mind to a different spot and who knows i mean who that's knows, the right? beauty of meditation that's the beauty yeah. of solitude that's the yeah. beauty of finding inner peace mm-hmm. you know yeah. that quiet like i said when gunner my son finally found that peace he went to sleep mm. you know that's how we are as adults. We just got to relearn it again. It's really like that. Yeah. Learning how to be with yourself alone with no TV on. Yeah. Hard candy is about living life messed up and you're kind of sick of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. You're good. Well, I, I care. Yeah. I mean, I'm searching. I mean, literally. No, I got you. I'm this old, right? Yeah. And you're I'm not. still searching for God. No, but, and, but I remember when my dad was, I'll say my age-ish, and I would go, well, obviously he has it all together, you know, yeah. because he's older. Yeah. And then once he got to his deathbed, which literally, and he couldn't believe, he couldn't, he couldn't, un, he couldn't, he couldn't, he, he couldn't find his peace. Yeah. So he laid in hospice for like four or five, six months. Yeah. Until finally, I think a hospice nurse kind of allowed him to release, and he just died. I don't know, a couple of days or hours later, I was like going. That was so beautiful to me. But he's struggling at the end of his life, and I'm thinking, aren't we yeah. supposed to know more as we get further along? And yeah. so anyway, th- those are my struggles, Justin. I don't mean to no, throw no, Frank no, out you're into you're so the- right, though. <laughs> you're so right. You're better to find it now, man, so you can really fully enjoy this life. I love, I love the search, though. I really do. Yeah. I love the search of trying to find what it means, and I love, I love the idea that I can find it, and maybe I never will. Yeah. But I don't care, because I think God's got me on, my, on the path that's... Yeah. I don't have to fight anymore. I don't care if there's a heaven or not. I really don't. Yeah. There was a great thing that the minister said one time to me. He's like, uh, so would you live your life any differently if there was no God? And I went, hmm. I don't think I would. Yeah. I don't think I'd live it any differently. Yeah. I'd, I'd still want to treat people like I treat myself, like I treat myself and all that kind of, you know, golden yeah. rule stuff, you know? So yeah. I don't know, man, that's this blah, blah, blah. But so talk to me about hard candy. I kind of jumped no, out. No, no, no. Hard candy is just that. I mean, it was just a, a full throttle song about partying. Yeah, and you, did you write that after your oh, after yeah. your sober? Yeah, then light you up, same light sort of you thing. Off is a letter to the drug itself. They oh made yeah, us, they made us write a letter to our drug of choice and tell it what it did to us. Mm. So that was it. I, yeah, I can't I can't explain the way I feel inside. Maybe it's because I'm through. God, I yeah. love that. Uh, so the things we do at night. That's, you do it nice, like just a romantic piece, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of destroying yourself at night, you know, it's just, it's more like a, a rocker with peace on it, you know. Not broken anymore, then? Yeah, it's from my wife. That was mm. the second song I wrote sober. Mm. Um, that was written for my wife after I got sober, just because um, she came into my life and really challenged me to be a better person. And now I, I'm who I am because of my wife. But I can't stop thinking how you keep making uh, sense of all that was broken before. Yeah. That's her. That's your singing to her. That yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Because honestly, when I met my wife, I felt like I found God in yeah. a way. Yeah. I mean, I know I. I know that's not supposed to be the same. But no, no, it's. it's but when it's, you find somebody who loves you unconditionally. Yeah. 
There's something something special that happens. I, can I jump to the home record real quick? Yeah, go for it. Uh, it's four or five songs in there. I got. I want it. Don't let the distractions win and stay focused. And yeah, man, keep moving. Yeah, I, I wrote that one while I was jogging, and I hate jogging, but I made myself go. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Now, what would you say to someone about life that's jogging through life, you know, and, yeah. and they want to give up? Right. So I made myself listen to the music while I wrote that. And uh, to all of you in the way, all the, you know, mm-hmm. negative, spiritually sick people, I push you aside. That kind of stuff. I loved it earlier when you said that, you know, you you pray, pray for them and move on, right? Because I love the line, so I raise my hand to grace, pray for the ones I wish I could erase. Yeah. Because that's a hard thing to do for people, I think. Still hard for me to do, to pray for the people who piss me off yeah. or want to push me into a place of unjoy. Yeah. Unjoy? But if you don't, you're letting them. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're, you're letting them win, bro. Dude, you're right about that. Uh, so tell me about the title track. Uh, home. I uh, wrote it for my wife. Well, my wife and my kids. Because it, it's really about the simple things. And when I look at my kids and my wife, I was just unbelievable of how much I've changed and how much they made me change and, and how just grateful I am just for the simple things like dancing in the kitchen. You yeah, know? right. For some reason, I wrote on that song about it's about feeling blessed. Is that a, is that a weird word? No, it's, it's very blessed. I'm not is lucky. It same thing I'm blessed. Grateful? Is it different? Blessed and grateful. They go hand in They're hand. They same hand in hand. Okay. Blessed is true though because I don't worry about anything else in the whole world. I have no problems in my life. The only problem I have is what might happen to my kids. Yeah. So the only care in the world is that our kids are all right. Right. Yeah. Oh, I know, man. That's it. When I first had my first son, I remember driving home going, I am now responsible for something, and now I love something more than I could possibly love anything. Yeah. That I understood, anyway, at that time. Yeah. That, that drive in the car was gigantic to me. It's huge. Oh, my gosh. We know, who, we know where you go? Uh, that's a song written for from, from, the, from, the, from my brother to me when I was going through active addiction, what he wanted to tell me. Mm-hmm. And I really love that song because my yeah. brother comes up and sings it with me. Does he? Yeah. When yeah. I was a kid, I liked to climb trees and jump out of them. So he's like, I know you're hiding in the woods where we would sing to us from high up in the trees. And yeah. I just want my friend back. You oh. know, it's a very special song. It's probably my top 10 favorite songs. Really? Yeah. How about the lucky one? Lucky one I wrote about uh, our bassist son who has uh, a Down syndrome. And it's a song about him and just how beautifully special he is. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's something about, I love the line, uh, you're, you're the rain conductor, the sunset operator. When the sky goes dark, you're the star locator. I love, I love. I don't know how I wrote that. That's really neat. <laughs> I, th- I, I do. don't remember that. <laughs> I, do. I don't remember that. And I was sober. Back. Huh? Back. You're the rain conductor. You're the, that's a good line. It's, it's a great line, isn't it? There's something about when somebody can show you light when you couldn't see it i think or like oh. we've been talking right yeah and that little boy is such a light yeah if he could do anything he could conduct the rain he could i remember when uh, i had a friend who uh, had so a deep. i don't i had a friend who had a downs baby and i remember seeing him out three or four months later and i went dude i'm so sorry he's like i'm not yes. not one bit and i felt i felt so small that's all good man I felt so small when he said... Yeah, went, but he probably just felt sorry for you, so and okay. and Probably, you know? right? But I thought, it was a, I thought it was something that was bad happened to him because he had no, Down's just, baby. He's like, no, 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 no. And now this kid is probably, I don't know, 18 or 19 it's years beautiful. old. beautiful. And he's all around school all the time and just yeah. beautiful kid. And it's like, he gives life. Yeah. He gives life probably better than anybody else in that school. Yep. Because every, and 
and people give him grace. The smile and hugs and kisses I get from that kid are better than anybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're gonna find the light. I just I, I highlighted that out of the song "Break Ground." Oh yeah. yeah. Because uh, I think it's about fighting your inner demons. Yeah, and it's stuff. about yourself. Self talk. Self talk with Justin Versenfeld. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But but isn't there something overriding that too about you're meant for goodness? Yeah, it's about self-doubt. You're sitting there doubting. If I could let go, then I could. you could see in your possibilities. But you're letting your damn self get in the way again. Yeah. Uh, how about searching? I'll say you're searching for aliveness in Houston Heights. Yeah, yeah. Houston Heights is it's where, the streets where I came from. Yeah. And uh, it's just another chance to show that I'm not going to let the negative end of my life, you know? But I just came from a really came from a more urban hip hoppy sound because that's what all we listened to back then. Yeah, right. You know, right. Who and what were, what were you listening to hip hop wise then? I mean, if you're listening to the Smiths and um, and Peter Gabriel and oh man, like I would have to say when I was in high school, I mean, was I, it Public I, I Enemy loved, or uh, Public Enemy, Jay Z, yeah, uh, Tupac, uh, Biggie, yeah, you know those kind of things. Where it was just like so brutal, honest, and raw. It was awesome. You know what I'm getting from you is like when when music is good is when it's real. Yeah. Right. That's when it's good. That's probably the only time it's good. Right. I love all kinds of music. Yeah. But when it, you know it came from a place where it was searched for, and then yeah. found, it's awesome. Because I think there was way more realness happening in hip hop back. I don't. I don't know now. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I love the loopy fiascos and stuff like that. But and I loved how real I thought that was. But you know. Various things have realness in me that yeah. hit realness in Paul or hear realness in you or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I guess I think there was something happening in the 90s with hip-hop that was more raw and more real because it was, well, they had it was connecting. Say. They had something to say. That's they why it got huge. They didn't brag so much. <clears throat> I mean, it's huge yeah. these days. Right. But they didn't brag so much. Time changes everything. I highlighted the line, extra highlighted it, by the way. Uh, if you live like someone's watching you, you'll be the egg that never broke. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people think that that means if you... Uh, if you live like someone's watching you, you'll be the egg that never broke. That means if you, if you act like, like you do when people are watching you, then that could be your true self. That's how I, you know, like if, so I'm not going to be a different person when I close the doors at night. I'm still going to yeah. be grateful. And Okay. Uh, new record. Here's the lines I love off of uh, Daylight. Oh. The fir first thing, first thing out of the box there. Yeah. But uh, I guess can you talk to me about those lyrics? Um, I wrote that with Matt Noveski. Um it's just about not letting in uh, things that might have happened to you that did dig in the dirt and that when you're a kid, some things happen that scar you. And, and it's just when you're older now and you're at a place where you're just not going to let those run your life or even be a part of your life, um, then that's what that, that's what that means. I just wonder if everybody who I've ever interviewed thinks about the line, I wear a mask in the spotlight backstage, there's a dark room and all that thing yeah. there. I mean... Yeah, because sometimes you got to put it, put it on to get out there just to do it, right? Yeah. And sometimes you do it because you want to do it. I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't know, that's every night I do it because I want to do it. I know, but yeah, I mean, put on the mask because you couldn't, you had to fight whatever demons you're fighting. But I yeah, yeah, awesome. totally. I want you to come back home about feeling anxious and trying to start a new. Uh, come back home is is about. I wanted to. I ran, interviewed a, a couple people that went overseas and fought for our country. Hmm. So that one's more about a veteran coming home and going. You know, like, wow, I've seen a lot of things. And um, that's just from their perspective. Uh, I'll do me, you do you. Yeah. I wrote that about a good buddy of mine that was going through some relationship problems. 
and uh, I just noticed he was in a, in some pain. And if you notice, all the songs on this album are about my friends or mm-hmm. other people. There's not one song about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was just showing him that he was special and he was beautiful and that it kind of given him a theme song to listen to every morning he got up. You know what I'm saying? A feel-good kind of thing. So he knew that he deserved the best. So I think I'm beautiful and I like the way I see uh, when when I look in the mirror. Yeah. I like what I, I see. I like what I see. Okay, talk to me about I Hope You're Happy. I wrote that about everybody in the world that I've come in contact with. Ex- exes, people I've worked with, people that don't work for me anymore, people that anybody that's come into my life. I, life's so short it, to not wish everybody happiness, you know? If you don't wish everybody happiness, you you got to seek some self-help. I can't. I just think it's interesting that the answer was one of the first songs and the first song on the first record, right? Yeah. And I think that's all about trying to figure out life, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Right from the get-go. Right from the get-go. And then who is this song to? Dirt Room. Uh, my old manager. Oh. Yeah, one of my first managers. I was in a dark place. I was angry. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's good to get it out. So, dude, thanks so much for your time. Thank I'm, you, I'm just. Man. It was a pleasure meeting you. And Are I. Are you going I, to the show? Uh, no. Why not? No. I'll, I'll, I'll get you tickets. I have life. I appreciate that. He's like, I have a life. I fucking love you. If you want to come, come. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for reals. I know you're searching. Don't, don't stop. Don't, don't. Keep on scouring lyrics and songs and movies and books and anywhere, anywhere you can find inspiration. Because, and I know I'm still wrestling with this, you are worthy of love and a great life. Give and get. Listen in and share the goodness. I sign off sincerely, comma, Frank Jenks. Questioner, interviewer, searcher, hoper. Hoper.